2: they can't go Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the fifteenth, two thousand and eleven. For newcomers, you should go into the website CuttingThroughMatrix.com and help yourself to the audios, which are there for free download. There's hundreds to choose from. And hopefully uh, you'll understand the big system that runs the world, where it's it's going, how accidents that go on a a large scale are not accidents at all, and how we're really guided towards, uh, really or upgraded uh, is a better word in fact, like computers or programs. You're upgraded every so often for the next part of their system, the one that they plan to bring in. And you'll find out the documentation it really is astonishing. They've been writing about this world system for the last 100 years, step by step, and how they would do it. then I'm talking about the players themselves, working for the big uh, the big um, international organizations, like the World Health Organization, United Nations, and the League of Nations before them, and uh, how they plan step by step to alter all the cultures into a unified world culture, which pre-roll has done. Uh, Right down to even who would give the cultures to the public. They decided it would be Hollywood would give the cultures to the public. We emulate what we we see like monkeys. And they wrote extensively about it. Now, their big foundations uh, supply the cash to their armies of non-governmental organizations to push what seems to be to most folk left-wing programs of communitarianism, communism, socialism. But in reality, they're all funded by the big banks because the foundations are the fronts for the big banks. Everything is run by fronts. So help yourself to those uh, those articles as well. And you can download them too. Remember for for print up if you want to read, to read them, and go to sent eu if you want other languages. And as I say, the rest of them all carry all the sites listed on com have uh, the audios. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't have shares in, in the, the products sold. I don't own any or have partnerships either with the product sold. I go at the suicidal way of depending upon you, the, the people, to support me. And I don't carry the advertisers. And uh, the, the as you hear in this particular program uh, are paid directly, directly by advertisers to RBN for this time, and hopefully it pays some of their bills as well because... Everything's getting uh, so expensive these days And and we're just starting on the road to austerity, mind you So you can buy the books and discs, as I say And that will help me take over from uh, the US to Canada You can still use a personal cheque Or an international postal money order from your post office Or you can use PayPal or some people send cash Across the world, Western Union MoneyGram And again, PayPal to order Remember, uh, donations are really, really welcome Because as I say, I don't have any other source of keeping this going, and this is a this is not a job. Believe me, if it was a a job, I'd get an easier job. It's a a seven-day-a-week thing. It's a uh, it's more than just dedication. It's a uh, if you feel this has been laid upon you to do, then you have to do it. But it certainly takes its toll, and um, there's no staff here to to keep it all going. So it really is a a seven-day-a-week, 12 hours, 14 hours a day job. Now. I try and, as I say, give you the what's behind uh, the news. In other words, I fill in all the stuff that the media omits, and that's how most of your conclusions are given to you, basically. You, you're given conclusions to derive at because they understand your logic. Now they do It's very simple. They feed you bits of news from all kinds of sources, but it's all from the same source initially, like Reuters, and um, And gets to television stations, and then, of course they they'll omit part of the story, and you 'll come to the desired conclusion on the information that 's given to you. You think you 've heard the whole story about things no the, you, most of the, the reality is nipped out of it, excised out of it, and you 're given just enough stuff to, to make sure you come to the desired conclusion it 's a very simple technique isn 't it? And media has always been in that business of doing that. Um, From the the earliest, I'm sure, when the the, the printing presses started up, uh, they were already uh, into their their intelligence, counterintelligence mode to get the right kind of propaganda out. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're back, Cutting Through the Matrix. And I've mentioned many times about how the public are guided towards the right kind of decisions to make when it comes to politics. They're guided all the time with most things, in fact, and they're unaware of it. It's the same thing, too, with protests, because you find that um, the protests that like they occupy at Wall Street, that started off and spread all over the world, uh, really has had great financing at the top from Soros and many others. And Soros is the head of the uh, the CFR branch for the whole of the European Union. Actually, the Royal issue of International Affairs, they have a branch there. It's the same organisation uh, for all the politicians to join. So we're run by private organisations that also run governments. But uh, here you have, as I say, uh, an Occupy Wall Street. Everyone's t- t- so ticked off, to, to to say it mildly, and to be mildly at the the banks and their shenanigans and their ripoffs and all the rest of it. For years and years, it's been like this. And But the thing is, though, you see, remember, the banks have a, a part of an agenda to fulfill as well, because there's a coordination amongst them, and there's a hierarchy of how it all works. And Professor Carl Quigley did mention in his own book, uh, Tragedy and Hope, and the Anglo-American Establishment, that uh, that eventually they hoped, this organization hoped, that not only to take over all the world's resources and bring in this new uh, system, this basically guided from cradle to grave, Uh, with its school-to-work programs, exactly the same as the Soviet system, and etc., all all run by the big bankers who formed the initial organization that They're all issue of international affairs, because the initial bunch were called the Milner Group, and they were all international moneylenders, not just corner banks. These were big boys, big, 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 high families. So anyway you find that they've guided us uh, to every, every protest, in fact, because they want us to protest, you see, to bring in uh, the part that quickly talks about the rise of the World Bank to its full stature, the, the Bank of International Settlements, and, of course, the International Monetary Fund, all private organizations wonder, working in this other private organization called the United Nations, by the way. I mean, it's, it's a private organization. It's, it's got a private charter, basically. And... Of course, it's time to to, to to put it up to the next level. And that's what this is all about. And and they will give you something, and most of them will go home and be quite happy, thinking, oh, they're doing something. They're doing exactly what they wanted to do, because this is a global agenda now. And the Bank for Inter- International Settlements is really um, a conglomeration of uh, central banks that, of all the countries, these private central banks. That's where they meet the Bank of International Settlements, and they decide there uh, which countries will pay what, and what kind of money they'll get through uh, their, their borrowing and give to other countries, distribution of wealth, or redistribution of wealth, you call it today. So this, art, this article here is with Occupy. And a lot of, lot of decent folk go to these uh, demonstrations. They, they catch on or they tag along because there is a group mentality. And actually in the higher quarters they call it the herd mentality. But it does work. And uh, this article here is about uh, London and in cahoots with the, the police basically. And it's from Spiked. It says now that they have been afforded the kind of heavy-handed state protection normally only enjoyed by prime ministers and monarchs, will occupy London finally ditch the pretense of radicalism? On Friday, the Metropolitan Police raided a pub in central London and arrested 179 members of the right-wing anti-immigrant group called the English Defence League, the EDL, on the basis that they were planning to attack the occupiers outside St Paul's Cathedral. Such state action the mass pre-emptive arrest of suspected political troublemakers they hadn't done anything echoes the extraordinary measures taken when the Queen visited Northern Ireland during her Silver Jubilee in 1977, when 400 Irish Republicans were rounded up and thrown in jail just in case. Occupy London is now not only flattered by newspaper editors, fawned over by politicians and worshipped by church officials, it is also surrounded by a repressive police force field. Never has the supposedly radical movement enjoyed such state and media approval. Following Friday's arrest of, the, of this other group, you see, it seems pretty clear that far more repression has been carried out in the name of protecting Occupy London than in the name of attacking it. The occupiers cry police brutality for nearby copper as a policeman so much as raises his voice at them, but they have been subjected to nothing like what was experienced by the English Defence League on Friday. Bringing to life Philip K. Dick's warning of pre-crime Uh, the EDL supporters were arrested on the basis that they might have been thinking about doing something dodgy. Yet the evidence against them was alarmingly flimsy. Apparently some of them had Facebooked and tweeted about having a punch-up at St. Paul's, yet as those part-time libertarians who rushed to the aid of that bloke arrested for tweeting about blowing up Robin Hood Airport and Nottingham should know, what people say on social networking sites and what they do in real life are often very different things. And so... This says, whatever you think of the EDL, and it says, I'm far from a fan, says this author, it seems pretty clear that its supporters were arrested for committing a tweet crime, the modern-day equivalent of Orwell's thought crime, uh, where you're nicked for what lurks inside your head, rather than from anything you've done in the real world. Perhaps the most startling thing about Friday's mass arrest of political activists who had not committed any crimes is that many St. Paul's occupiers actually supported it. They supported other guys. More than that, they appear to have assisted it. That is, some of them aided and abetted an intolerant police assault on political undesirables. One occupier said of the police, "It is fantastic if they're using the resources to try and stop people getting to the site." He said that the Occupy uh, London's general assembly earlier this the, in the day, the occupiers have been made aware of an allegedly chilling EDL statement in which they called us all sorts of names. So they locked up the EDL for calling people names. <laughs> It speaks volumes about the sense of entitlement amongst these media-flattered middle-class occupiers that they believe mass arrests are an appropriate response to their being called names. And, and that is true, too, because, as I say, uh, it's time to, you see, protest. And, and points out what's always been wrong for many, many years, especially the last lot, where they had their big bubbles, and the banks were tossing uh, mortgages up uphill, you might say, doubling uh, the costs of these houses and passing them up and selling them off. And and then crashing the economy on cue uh, to bring in austerity, of course. And then getting your tax money would be a little more loud. Everybody's really mad at it, naturally. And uh, it should be a lot madder, actually, but they're not. But... Um, they were, this is going to be their, their solution to it. The solution will be to bring in the IMF to its top uh, status, uh, the second part status. But it's all decided, decided at Britain would be two parts to it. And that, that, so the IMF, the World Bank, the Bank of International Settlements, and, of course, they'll run the world's money supply with the same characters running all the, the central banking systems. Uh, only this time they'll have more authority to take more money off countries and loan to other countries in order that you give away that money that you've just loaned uh, to some other third world country. The redistribution of wealth—you're left holding the tab, and you have to pay up all all the cash. You're down as guarantor, so it helps them all the more uh, to have their world agenda fulfilled that way. Now, it's uh, an interesting article. There's quite a few articles out now about psychopaths, and I can see where they're all going with this because neuroscience is the latest uh, science now, uh, and psychology, and and, uh, uh, neurology, uh, and they're wrapping it all together into a thing called neuroscience, and they're trying to to get official status really. It's, It's much like the whole idea of when they were going to radicalize all society through sexual promiscuity, and they dragged out Kinsey with all these fake reports, and it worked very well. So now they're trying to uh, get status as a real science because this, this neuroscience, they've got a lot planned for it to run all of society from cradle to grave. Everyone's going to get tested and monitored all through their lives by these neuroscientists. So they must always get legitimacy by trying to um, get into the courts. That's how you get legi- legitimacy. They've already had some of their specialists into courts and they get psychopaths and mass murderers off with, the, with it sometimes, or at least the, the death penalty reduced. It very much reduced down to a few years in prison For the most horrendous things Here's one article here And it's by Dr. Kent Kiel And remember they have an agenda These guys I tend to see psychopaths as someone suffering from a disorder He says Now that's a lot lie from the start Because you see psychopaths don't suffer They don't suffer They make other folk suffer Anyway so he says So I wouldn't use the word evil to describe them So you can't call them evil anymore and what they've done is evil. It's a disorder you understand. And it says, this is from Dr. Kent, neuroscientist, University of New Mexico. So he's seen as a, a pioneer in a cutting-edge area of behavioral neuroscience, the attempt to understand psychopaths' brain functions and use this to develop treatments for the condition. They've been trying to develop treatments for psychopaths for 100 years, and it doesn't work, you see. It is controversial because thousands of years, uh, men like Duggan have been labeled not as ill but as evil. This is this prisoner. In literature and cinema, the term psychopath is not used for a diagnosis for which we might have sympathy, but rather as something we might fear. And we should because these guys like Tony Blair, psychopaths, take us to war and they slaughter people and they have no regrets, as they say in their interviews for anything they've done. That's a typical psychopath. So Dr. Kiel has a different view. I tend to see psychopaths as someone suffering from a disorder. And he says, so, they say, so, what, so what exactly is a psychopath... And here he, here he muddies the water again, uh, very intentionally. Clinically, we define it as someone who scores high on traits such as lack of empathy, guilt, and remorse, says Dr. Keel. They're very impulsive. They tend not to plan or think before acting. Utter lies. And that there are psychopaths. You see, there's categories of them. There's grades of them. There's a low-level psychopath that smashes uh, the jewelry store window when he wants to grab something on the spur of the moment, or ones who drink themselves to death, and things like that. These are the ones at the bottom. Most of them are up at the top, and they're in politics and power positions, because that's what they go for. And they certainly think before they act. In fact, they can act in, in, in unison with each other, in concert with each other. It, so he goes on, to say they tend to get themselves in trouble by a very early age. Not, not all of them do, because of the wealthy family ones, and all these politicians at the top, you find from wealthy families, they've got a whole history of violence and various other things, but it's kept quiet because parents are rich, you see. So we have long known that many people in prisons display symptoms of psychopathy, but until now we have had little insight into their condition. That's a lie, too. To address that, using neuroscience, Dr. Kiel's lab has built a unique mobile brain scanner. Old stuff, actually. They've had these things for years. It's equipped with the latest imaging technology, but fitted into trucks truck so we can drive into high-security prison facilities. And I'll, I'll discuss this guy and more on how he gets mass murderers off. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about basically psychopathy, and it's a PR piece for for this new uh, neuroscience, this, this up and coming neuroscience to get more legitimacy by getting a lot of nonsense, actually, and misleading stuff. But anyway, it says here uh, that, uh, the scientist, Dr. Kiel, uh, he, he takes the stuff into prisons and he monitors the brain, uh, the brains, basically, of the, these psychopaths. And he says, um, he says, uh, it's equipped with the latest imaging technology, uh, but fitted into a truck you can drive into high security prisons. And his uses to perform two types of analysis on Dugan's brain, looking at its density and its functions, which is Brian's brain has very low levels of density in a system we call the paralimbic system. This has always been known. The paralimbic system is a behavior circuit of the brain, including brain regions known as the amygdala and prefrontal cortex. Scientists have long known that these areas are associated with the processing of emotions. In other words, it lights up when they go under the electromagnetic imaging. And and, uh, it says here, over the past centuries, so people with brain damage to these areas have been studied because their behavior suddenly changes and they become antisocial. It says, those systems we think didn't develop normally in Brian, so it's down to the victim mentality, you see. Says Dr. Keel, psychopathy seems to involve a lack of development in these regions, which may be genetically determined. He he also monitored Brian Dugan's brain's reaction to a number of distressing images, such as the faces of people suffering, which were displayed in front of him while he was in the scanner. There's lots of documentaries up right now on the same topics by uh, on, on YouTube. By scanning his brain in real time, the aim was to test his brain's function. The scan showed there was relatively low activity in Dugan's Paralympic System during the processing of emotion. Actually, when it gets to what the guy actually does, like killing little children, raping them, I bet you anything it likes up. but you you won't mention that. Brian would come out of the scanner during those studies and he would say, Wow, I had a problem trying to process what you wanted me to do. Dr. Keel recounts he made more mistakes than others would. According to Dr. Keel, it's part of a pattern of brain activity which proves that psychopaths simply lack an emotional ability. That's all it is. This is lack an emotional ability. In much the same way as others lack intellectual ability. He's found similar results in large numbers of subjects in prisons across the U.S. This means that Duggan simply has no concept of the harm he's caused. Talking about his crimes, it's like asking him what he had for breakfast, says Dr. Keel. That part is true in a psychopath, unless they know that you're hunting them. They'll boast about it afterwards He also admits that in a sense It's not surprising that the brain of someone is so different And antisocial looks different from other brains But it's only now we can look at how dramatically different their brains are That people are starting to take notice, he says Anyway, it, it, apparently this, uh, this um, Dugan had uh, been on the rampage Killing children, raping them and, ch- and killing them And one older person too And then over many years and uh, he started to admit it later on when he was caught, uh, the different ones that he'd raped and killed. So the poor soul, you see, just had no concept of right and wrong. And it's like a lack of moral judgment, you see, like that, yeah. Much like, you know, Strauss-Kahn, as we well know, uh, who just grabs women wherever he happens to be and then gets off with it because there's a very high position. And this is, a, this is the world we live in because there's more psychopaths at the top than anywhere else. The successful psychopaths are at the top. And um, what can you do? So I'll put this link up tonight, along with other links, too, over uh, the different things I'm, uh, I mentioned on this particular uh, broadcast. But um, there's one, too on Strauss-Kahn, and, and all these prostitution rings, involvements, all this kind of stuff, the stuff that they've managed to keep all quiet. But that's how they live at the top. They live completely different from you or I, because, again, they've got a completely different idea of morality. Morality's of whatever works for them. Now... Jerry Sandusky, obviously he will show traits as well uh, for all his paedophilia and homosexual paedophilia. And it says, Jerry Sandusky and his teen impregnating lawyer, given an unbearable interview, accused paedophile and former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, kicked off a sad attempt at a positive publicity campaign Tuesday night with an interview on NBC, accompanied by his lawyer, who impregnated a 16-year-old when he was 49. Sound PR strategy, it says here. Update. And while was that interview worse than anything you could have imagined, here's an actual quote from the interview. Am I sexually attracted to underage boys? Pause. Sexually attracted... No, you know, I enjoy young people, I love to be around them, but no, I'm not sexually attracted to young boys. Well, a psychopath would say that, even after getting caught many times. Here's another actual quote. I have horse around with, with children, I've showered after workouts, I've hugged them, and I've touched their legs with without intent of sexual contact. And it says... Um, don't worry, Jerry gets it I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't have showered with those kids He said later, uh, Jerry That is never uh, that is never not true Here's how Sandusky describes the now infamous night that The graduate assistant, Mike McQueary Walked in on Sandusky Allegedly raping a ten-year-old in the shower We were showering and horsing around And he actually turned on, all the showers on And was uh, actually sliding across the floor And we were, as I recall, possibly snapping a towel Just horseplay So that's all it was to him Raping a child was just horseplay that's how they... It's just like psychopaths at the top in politics. Why do you think they lie so easily? Even after they've caught... I never said that. And they'll replay something that he did say a year ago. And, and he'll still deny it. In front of millions of people. That's a psychopath, you see. That's why they go into politics. He says, yes, these are real things that Sandusky told Bob Costas in tonight's edition of Rock Centre, Dwayne Johnson's new half-hour news magazine. But he's not a paedophile. Are you a paedophile, Bob Costas? I Sandusky. No, Sandusky replied... So he brushes the dust off his hands. That's that then, not a paedophile. Neither his lawyer, by the way. no his lawyer, who as far as we can tell, is secretly working for the district you know, uh, attorney, just like 16-year-olds. The Daily Sarah Riley has a scoop on Sadusky's attorney, Joseph L. Amendola, and it's a regular relationship with the mother of his children. He's in his mid-40s and she's a wee teeny. Back with more after this break.
1: listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can
2: handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix, and just before I go to callers, uh, to follow up on the Sandusky it says the judge who set the unsecured bail for Jerry Sandusky is a second-mile volunteer. It says, uh, it says that um, when Jerry Sandusky was initially arraigned, as previously reported by Sarah Ganem, prosecutors requested $500,000 bail, and that Sandusky would be required to wear a leg monitor. District Judge Leslie Dutchcott... Dutch However, ordered that Sandusky be freed on $100,000 unsecured bail. She ordered that Sandusky be freed and pay nothing unless he failed to show up for a court hearing. So that's not bad. He didn't pay nothing at all. So Judge uh, Duscott has quite a professional resume. In addition to her duties as district judge, she is of court counsel to the firm Goodall & Yerchuk. It says it speaks to the small town nature of the country, I suppose, of the county. That the firm's URL is centerlaw.com. A county profile judge, Dutchcott, has been named the state college lawyer of the year, completed a leadership program, and has served as a counselor at Center County Law Enforcement Camp Cadet Inc. Of course, the her profile judge Dutchcott is a volunteer for Sandusky's group, <laughs> the Second Mile, it's called. Sandusky turned himself in the morning of night, November the fifth. A Saturday at Judge Dutchcott's Centre County office. He was released under the aforementioned terms shortly thereafter. Attorneys often serve charitable foundations in their pro bono capacities or just volunteer in their spare time, so there's nothing weird about that. It just seems that given the nature of the charges, the small-town atmosphere and her relationship to Second Mile, Judge Dutchcott should have refused herself from being involved with this process, or that could be precisely why she did not. And it's true, it's either one or the other, isn't it? Either, either contact her first and says, look, we want you to preside over this because you, you work with our charity and you all know us. So that's really how it goes in the big world. Higher up you go, where the real psychopaths like, passed well and live very well, journey off your tax money. Now, uh, I'm going to go to the callers. There's Sean from New York hanging on the line. I think he called last night and couldn't get me.
0: Not
2: too bad, yeah. Yeah, I
0: was just listening on... um all the information you was giving in and on about the psychopaths and how they basically they um they under rich families and basically they go into political and go into power and basically use their power against the people and manipulation and just becoming power. It's it's so it's so crazy. Yeah. And it yeah. um and it just like it's so mine so mine like I'm b- b- bubbling because you're trying to figure out like how do you like how do you beat these type of people how like do you do? What do you do? Like, mm-hmm. is there any way out? It's like they're hitting you from every angle, from from your skull to from your feet, from your your arms to your sides, from everywhere. Mm-hmm. They just trapping you. Like, how do you beat things like this? Because not only see so see the thing is I've been hanging on, Alan. I've been on your website. I've been um watching your videos. Sometimes people actually me videos of you and mm-hmm. what you say. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like I've seen I've seen most. I've seen a lot of things. Has like I basically. Um, I research a lot of things. Most of the stuff is in like food and, and they kill us off and depopulation. I just found most of these things out this week and it's just it's, it's kind of hard. And I remember in one of your videos you said if you open Pandora's box, certain people fall inside and basically get trapped in there in the darkness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've been trying to find my way out since.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, when people ask me for the truth, uh, and it's a and I, and I, so general sense, I'll say, Do you sure you want the truth? Because most folk can't handle it. Because um, the truth is going to take you into a complete different reality. The one you see, we live in the, psycho, the psychopath system. They created this system for us. The history of the world and civilization is mass slaughter, and a few folk uh, at the top who direct the mass slaughter so that they can benefit. And we're going to remember too that civilization was begun with slavery, uh, and conquered peoples became slaves. By the big tough gangs, generally families at the top. And they got bigger and bigger and this is what they call civilization. Yeah, they
1: got yeah, they mm-hmm. got their own
0: bosses and it's be it be like it's higher mm-hmm. and things like that. It's just like yeah. it's kinda of funny because as today I w- I was watching um one of um George Orwell one of his um his animal farm and I just seen how it explained. See see when I, like everything you told me, um, Alan, it mm-hmm. helped me out to explain what George Orwell was saying. Yeah. And it's in this cartoon. And you see how the pigs the pigs took out the, the farmer, then the then the other pig came in power, he wanted to be equal, then the other pig went to power. It's gonna always be like that. Just say say this do happen. Say everybody do out about this this situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. And they, they knock out they knock out the government. What's gonna happen after that? Who's gonna try and come in power?
2: Mhm. Well actually they're so clever at the top, because um and by the way, people should actually get the book Animal Farm. It's much, much more precise, where they even give the, the animals a constitution, and they put it on the wall, and uh, one of the animals notices every night one of the pigs' gets ladders climbs up the wall and adds or, or deletes a word at the end of every paragraph. It changes meaning completely, <laughs> and that's what they do with constitutions. But uh, as I say, we're run by them. Uh, uh, they guide us into the next part of the system, which and by the way, psychopaths, uh, wealthy psychopaths, intelligent psychopaths at the top, um, are always looking towards their own future and their own survival. That's all that matters, uh, and uh, and uh, they see us basically as functional if we're producing for them or protecting them. And in a post-industrial uh, society, they decided a long time ago we'd have to be eliminated. And they don't ask for volunteers, because no would step forward. So um, they, they, they basically decided to bring us down through sterility. Uh, cancers were mentioned. Uh, the people might as well as die, die as cancers, any, as anything else, Is said. Uh, they're p- putting stuff in their water, their food, and using the needle, as Bertrand Russell says. So um, they've been doing all of these things. Uh, they have no remorse on anything they do. Uh, and the beauty of it is, the people still are taught to praise them as important, self-righteous as, as individuals who can stand up and guide us, guide the country in the future to happiness. See,
0: the thing is, the thing is, see, the thing is about that people need this, people is not awake. See, what they what they really see, what they really um people are really un- unconscious pawns. That's how they really look at us, mm-hmm. unconscious pawns. See, I, I took this, I found this from a movie actually. I took that from a movie, Men in Black, because when the alien came down. And things like that. He said you're a bunch of unconscious pawns. Like, you really don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol. See, in movies, they symbol things. But as mm-hmm. of right now, I feel like I don't want to watch TV no more. I found out so many things. I don't want to watch TV no more. I don't want to turn on my TV. Like, yeah. it's, it's so crazy because...
2: It's predictive programming, yeah.
0: Yeah, in movies, they basically it tells you who we are. And it tells yeah. you what they're doing. But they don't tell you. They, they show it. Like, they show it, but you don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. And sure. what it
2: does, what it does though, it, it progress, it programs you, uh, to what's coming. Especially the sci-fi movies. They actually program you to what to expect. And because it was, you, you, got it in a sci-fi movie, uh, subconsciously, you, you you've already been programmed and, for predictive programming.
0: Correct. Co- programming. correct. I, I don't, like, I don't remember the movie was called, but it was Sylvester Stallone. And then he's in the future with, um, with Dennis Rodman. I think it's Demolition Man. And you see how they programmed um, Dennis in his mind, to do certain things. Yeah. They trained him how to rob, and they trained him how they train him martial arts skills. Mm-hmm. And basically, in the future, is like you basically have, you got to have a card to go in certain places, an ID, yep. and swiping, and, and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like this world, they, I, I'm not gonna lie, they, 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 the organization structure is it's incredible. They did a very good job. I got to give him an encore for that, but the thing is, they're they controlling us. Yes, they okay. control us. Well, that's when that's when it really causes a problem. Because when it, they come, when you figure this out, it really like what 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 makes you happy? The things that they, they they put out there is made to control you and keep you down. The yeah. things that you know is like you just look at it like where where's it go? Where'd it go? Like what makes like how how am I going to be happy again?
2: Mhm. That's an interesting topic because actually they've, they've already worked on that, and uh, I might even touch on it tonight if there's time. Of the programs that have to come out for austerity, where it doesn 't matter the situation you 're living in they 're going to teach us all now how to be happy, so that uh, getting up in the world, uh, accumulating some wealth is, is different is, is out the window, and the whole point will be we 're going to just make you happy and can, after all, happiness is in the mind, they say, and, and that 's what you 'll get you'll get a lot of mind control and you 'll just be happy. This is, this is national programs that are unrolling right out, out right now.
0: Yeah, these these guys, man. These guys, they they these guys are real experts of I the mean, human. They they you, like you said, you said they 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 basically they study the human just like they study an animal and a, a monkey and, and cows and study how they live. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you said they study humans just for centuries now. It's been going on for centuries. And mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I I didn't realize. I think it's slavery because I'm black. I think I think it's slavery is overblown. I'm looking around and i really figuring out that hey, we still slaves. Everybody's yes. slaves. Well, Charles, Charles, Galton, Dar- yeah.
2: Yeah, Charles Galton, Darwin, remember, uh, who was uh, well-connected with the Huxleys and, and uh, the, uh, the Darwin family, uh, a top physicist in Manhattan Project in the 1950s, uh, he wrote the book ne- The Next Million Years, and he says, we, the elites, are worried about uh, the population of the lower classes and how to get control them, sterilize them, etc. And he also talked about uh, putting hormones, etc., would make the, the women... Um, more masculine, make the males more effeminate, and he said that there's always been a form of slavery in one form or another. We are simply in the process now, in the 1950s, of creating a more perfected slavery system.
0: That's, 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 that's crazy. How do you, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy because you basically putting women hormones into male, and, and, and they just become another, another species. Mm
2: hmm and of course they'll get cancers too and uh that, that also speeds up cancers if not creates a lot of them too uh, is when you get uh, female hormones into the male, and they come out, out with studies with with uh, that affecting uh, prostate cancer in the male. there's so much estrogen in the water supply now uh, yeah, so, see,
0: the thing is i like it's, it's getting to the point that they, they 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 basically they see everything yes they do they just they, like they basically what you're buying and what's making money to profit and things like that. Like Once people start waking up and start seeing that these waters and these foods are not good and it has so many preservatives and, pro- and like, products in there, people are going to start wanting to buy or- or- um, organic food, and they're going to realize that, oh, people are starting to buy organic, so let's label things organic and say it's organic when it's really not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you like, how do you be something like that? What do you got to yeah. grab, grab a bunch of seeds and, and grow your own crops?
2: You'd have to, you'd have to, you'd also have to have uh, greenhouses for them too, so that the, the, the stuff they're spraying in the air doesn't land on them. By the way, they have these for, a few years ago I did some talks on Japan and other countries. They were setting up these special places for real organic stuff. It never come, comes in contact with the, the air outside. Uh, all filtered air comes through massive filters. The staff all wear masks and, and sterilized clothing. And they're growing all their vegetables for a very small elite class, very expensive, and so the rainwater can't fall on it too.
0: And these elite classes are getting the real healthy food, and we're getting the crap. Yeah. yeah. We're getting the crap. how do you be, how do you be something like that? See, see, I'm am a trained boxer. and I eat healthy. I've been eating healthy since I was younger, and I'm just figuring out everything I ate. This could be something better than that. We're not supposed to be even drinking like milk. Like um cow milk and things like that. Yes. And I'm supposed to be drinking things like that. And I've been drinking this since I was a child. Yeah. Since I was a child. Yeah. And I trained for boxing. When I when I really found out what they put boxing out there, the sports is to brainwash you, keep you down, so you could just basically think this is the only way life is. Only way life is like sports and 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 things like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: just like I'm just yeah. like I'm like I'm like where's my happiness now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I put this out there just for me. Mm-hmm. For me mm-hmm. to think this is the only thing to do.
2: That's all you can all, do.
0: Yeah. Everything, money, made money a, a symbolism of this. This is how you're going to live good. If you have money, you need money to live good. I'm just like, come on, man. I'm just finding this out. I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. I've been, I, I'm not going lie, Alan. I, 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 fell in, I fell in there, and I'm just trying to find my way out. I'm just, right now, you just, just like you said, it's a mental step. It's a mental step, and that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Yes. I have It's it's so crazy. I went to my spar match last Friday, and I thought about it. I thought about what's going on in the world. I'm thinking about. I'm just like, where's my habit? I'm trying. I'm trying to get ready for my spar match. The thing I did, the the wrongest thing to do was to forget about everything and try to clear my mind. See, once once I once I cleared my mind, I forgot about everything. I also cleared my mind on the match. Yes. The only thing I was just doing is swinging. And I wasn't thinking. So you got to think while you're doing it. That's how you be ahead of the game. They're playing chess with us. It's like, they are, yes, it's, they are, yeah. it's like they're playing they are like 200 steps ahead of us.
2: Always. They, they they actually plan it all in big think tanks before they make one move. And they've already planned what our reactions would be. They'd run all these things through computers. Uh, who will react? What groups will react to this? How they would deal with them? It's all worked out before they make the first move. Yeah.
0: Like, and you just sit there and you just realize it, man. You just sit there and you just and I, And I see Alan like you've been studying this for years because you read so many books, you did so many things, and I see it and i'm and i'm I'm realizing it like this man is he he's been on he's been on it, he's been on it, and I'm just figuring it out right now, yep, yep. I'm just like I'm just like, wow, at this moment, my mind is still like, wow,
2: hmm oh yeah, and, and the one thing it does give you is a a calmness once you understand more and more and more, you have like a, a, a calmness comes upon you just by understanding it. Because everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. You, you see through every con, every newspaper article. You know why it's out there, what it's really meant to do, and you know the agenda.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I'm not gonna lie. There's, there's people out there that actually know about this. There's people that actually know about this. There's, there's an artist. There's an artist that actually know about it. He says it in one of his, is one of his, like his basically one of his um, mini movie clips. He said, "Don't believe anything you, you on the news. Don't believe anything." He just turns up the TV like. So it's the, the way the movie is basically, like, it's the way the movie is, like, formatted. It's, like, telling you, like, this world is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not, because it's, like, he's the woman he's sitting next to is, like, a phoenix. She's different from everyone. Everybody's looking at her, like, it's different. She's just, like, she's like, you know what I hear about your world? She's like, anything that's that's different, I want to change it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's kind of true, because you walk past someone... And they're different from you. You want to be around them. You want to be so around someone that's similar. Yeah. But that's not me. See, I'm not that type of person. I accept that people are who they are, mm-hmm. how they are. You just got to give people options to do whatever they want. Whatever well, makes them happy, makes them happy. So let them do that. If they yeah. want to do drugs, if they want to have sex all the time, if they mm-hmm. want to play basketball, football, whatever, accept them how they are. That's who they want to be. That's so right. In this world, I'm just really figuring out because I, 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 like, the more you know, it can help you, but... It can also hurt you if you let it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Like, I continue trying to learn a lot more. See, it started, it actually started, like, a couple of weeks ago, actually a month ago, because my sister-in-law told me about a man, I think he's from foreign country. He basically came to America, he made a book. I'm not sure what the book is named, but he made a book about wow. about about health and things. He basically made a book of saying, like, the medicines was killing you and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and he made a book, and they basically banned him from
2: America. Mhm. Well, you know the medical association uh, runs America with an iron fist. Absolutely. I mean, they're still using slash and burn techniques for a hundred years because Rockefeller just started up the whole American uh, uh, health system. Uh, that's all they permitted, and that's all they still permit today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, and, and it's so it's so crazy because I have like I have, my nose is stuffy right now. I have I feel like mm-hmm. I have a minor cold. See, I don't yep. take medicine. I don't take medication because that's what kills you. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know that the medication, it may help one thing, but it's also to hurt the next thing.
2: There's always a side effect. Yeah. Always always a side effect, yeah. But but thanks for calling and hang in because it, it, you, know, you get better the more you understand and you can communicate what you know to others. It helps. It helps. Back after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, and I've got Mike from New Jersey on the line. Are you there, Mike? Uh, hi, Alan. Yes. I,
1: I want to commend Sean for his... He had a lot of good insights for a young men. It's good to see young yeah. people waking up. Absolutely. And um, I, you mentioned the Huxley Brothers before, and I read a little booklet on the Diabolical 12 Steps programs by Michelle Fleming, and she mentioned in there a quote of Alu Huxley saying that Bill Wilson, who discovered the founder of the... Twelve Step Groups was the quote, "the greatest social engineer of the 20th century," yeah. and I thought, "Wow, that's really kind of a bombastic comment to make." But later on, I realized um, I was new. I was just waking up to the truth back then, and and really, uh, these Twelve Step Groups really are so far-reaching today. And now they will be, um, I hear already on talk radio, victims of child sex abuse coming forward, talking about the Sandusky case, and it just seems like they're never going to break through to the real truth of the criminal syndicates behind it, and its uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's so far-reaching that it's, it's very tough to wake up the common man. But I always tell people, take to the streets, because when, when people are in the streets, they're away from the television, they're away from um, the radio, and you can maybe shock them into reality.
2: Hopefully. Uh, um, but part of the problem today is that because of Hollywood, which had a mission, it still, it still does have a mission to, to accomplish, it's done awfully well, very successful uh, in, in what it's done to help change the cultures. And Julian Huxley, of course, said that they would uh, basically create a, a promiscuous society uh, and eventually do away with all the old norms. And, uh, and we're here today. So people have been, have been de- actually degenerate to an extent through all the media, all the stuff they watch. And uh, and they don't have the same outrage when children are interfered with because they've seen hints of that through so many movies, even even further than just hints of it. And the International Censorship Committee, by the way, that's comprised of all your, your national censor committees that you think state protect you in your culture, they meet every year and they discuss pushing the envelope or the public ready to push it a bit further. And in 2001, just before the, the, the World Trade went up, they had their, their, their meeting then, and that the, they said that they pushed the, they'd won the battle for homosexuality. They were going to push more homosexual stuff on television, but also intergenerational sex. That was the next part. And the next day in the papers, a professor from Toronto and one from uh, the States uh, came up with a, a, I'm sure it was for both of these guys from the same association. But this says, yeah, the same thing. We've won the battle for homosexuality to be shown on television and more and more of it. And he says the next step is, um, is, for, is for bestiality and intergenerational sex. Right after that, there are movies made. Um, one was about the reincarnation of a woman's husband in, in a little boy's body. She's in the bathtub with him. So they're already programming the public, uh, and they have been for years now, that this is coming and it's going to be normal. And the public literally take all their cues subliminally almost, subconsciously from all of these movies. And, they, and eventually when it happens in real life, they don't react with shock Etc. When you can't guard the children, your is finished. And someone, someone, someone has deliberately defeated you.
1: And there were, back when the, back when we had true popes who spoke with a fatherly regard for for their for the flocks entrusted to their care, um, Pope Leo, when he wrote the, his encyclical on on Freemasonry, he okay. said that the passions urged on to lawlessness, uh, an overthrow of all things, would necessarily follow.
2: Yes, always, always. Uh, this technique's been used before, uh, down through history, at different times, and uh, they're on a roll now t- to the end. And eventually, as I say, within five years, maybe six years, there'll be no crime as pedophilia will be quite normal, and that's what they're pushing for. A society ha- is heavily damaged, heavily damaged.
1: Yes, that's true.
2: Yeah, But thanks for calling All right. in. Yeah, take care. Uh, well, from Hamish Mussel from Ontario, Canada... It's good night to me. Your God or your God's go with you. Remember to help me out and donate and, and so on. Look into the website. Make full use of it uh, because who knows when I'll get pulled. See you tomorrow.